Welcome to the Captain Bagrat podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it with a finger on the Asian, well, Asianish pulse. As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown with yours truly, the mythical Madam Chan and friends. Welcome back to another episode of Seven Minute Pulse for another jam-packed, bite-sized, unexpected Asia, ponder ponders, and secret Asian, Asian-ish. Aside from listening to this seven-minute podcast, what else can you do in seven minutes? Probably just long enough to stay awake to read two pages of a novel before falling sound asleep, sunbaking on one of Sydney's gorgeous beaches. Now that's what I call pure bliss. Listening to the rhythm of gentle waves rolling into the shore, until a sudden high-pitched scream wakes you up. Is it a shark? No. Just a teenager in the water, screaming, Oh my god, I nearly stepped on a stingray. Okay, less Steve Irwin accidents and more punch. Batter up in Unexpected Asian News. Fake it till you can actually make it. Some people will do almost anything to make it to the top. Three Indians have taken the concept from the corporate world to Mount Everest. Now, these three Indian lads have been causing quite the stir in the mountaineering, in the mountaineering community by faking their claim to have ascended Mount Everest. They've been slapped with a six-year ban. So if only fake news by Trump could be issued with an instant six-year incarceration, wouldn't that be wonderful? You can fool some, but you certainly can't fool a prestigious award. When one of the fakers, Yadav, was put forward as a candidate to win India's prestigious Tenzing Norgay Adventure Award last year, Indian mountaineers and media erupted in outrage, showing photos of Yadav being tampered with because he didn't actually make it to the top. And for those who are not familiar with Tenzing Norgay, he was the Sherpa companion who helped Sir Edmund Hillary, the first New Zealander and person in the world, to ascend Mount Everest. So you can imagine the significance of this award. The current system demands photos as well as reports from team leaders and government liaison officers stationed at the base camp. The team leader um, said about Yedev, quoting, he never made the summit and even had frostbites. He, along with his other companions, had to be rescued by Sherpas. There was no way that they made it to the top. I mean, they weren't the only fakers. True fakers definitely gone a fake. In 2016, another Indian couple were banned for 10 years after they faked photographs superimposing themselves at the top of the Everest. The, po- uh, the pair, both police constables, are setting a very poor example of law and order. Hashtag bad cops. Now check out these headliners on Google before they disappear off Australian shores. Are you following Jack Ma's 6 plus 6 equals 12 routine? Well, Acrocadabra, Jack Ma, the mastermind of Alibaba and Ant, have, has resurfaced, and I wonder if he is still keeping to his propaganda of having six, at least six times in six days and working 12 hours a day for a six-day working week. Wait, that's working for 72 hours? Then have lots of sex? This Chinese mathematical way of putting things sounds rather familiar to a Western English saying, work hard, play hard. 
Maybe the Chinese and English aren't so different after all. Now, if you're really into this eccentric guy called Jack Ma, check out his Michael Jackson routine when he displayed it at Alibaba's annual event. Much to my disappointment, my favorite South Korean zomb zombie movie, Train to Busan, is getting a facelift in the US. Well, there is US in Busan. Word has it that James Wayne is on the production crew. I mean, he might just serve enough justice on this movie given his specialization in horror. Mr. Wayne's Saw series, which all starred in Australia by the way, or more specifically Underground in Melbourne, is still one of the highest gro grossing horror series of all time. Aussie pride there. So fingers crossed that this US remake doesn't disappoint. Before I go, I'd like to reinforce some major US remakes with a capital F, F for failure. The recent action-packed Disney Mulan, oh my god, not having Mushu the talking dragon pretty much shot Mulan in the foot. The Ring, the Japanese version was by far the scariest thing I have ever watched as a teenager. The US version was far from freaking me out. The Departed, based on Hong Kong's internal affairs with Andy Lau. There is no Hollywood actor who can outperform Andy Lau. Should have just stopped there. This week on Ponder Ponder. Pondering about tiger cubs, asking the darnest things. How to get my tiger mom off my back on becoming a doctor? Well, first of all, you can't. Although my tactic worked really well, nauseating at the sight of blood and a natural tendency to faint when I get needles and donating blood. Otherwise, you could try to tell your parents, you know, being a doctor or a surgeon means you won't have time to spend quality time with your family or her, the tiger mom. You could also throw the fact that medical practitioners, especially women, are more commonly to commit suicide. That's probably double the rate to male doctors. Male doctors are 40% more likely to die from suicide than the general public. Now, this is one of the top 10 highest rank for suicide. Now, that should scare her. You should maybe also try and show her the salary comparison of portraitees that earn more than the average Australian salary. It's not too bad. Pros of maybe not having a hex debt in six digits. There's also the plus of being a sole trader, being your own boss early. And for the boys, being a tradie means you stay in shape. Oh, maybe for the girls too. And there's a natural tendency for you to be a chick magnet. So this all then equates to marriage and grandchildren. I mean, being a doctor or surgeon means you won't have time to spend quality time with your family. But being a tradie, perhaps there's what's called double happiness. Until next time on Ponder Ponders. This week on Secret Asian Asianish. What's the password? Captain Bagrat. Come in. I thought I'd change gears and head to the tracks. And while at it, myth bust bad Asian female drivers. A 14-year-old Japanese is speeding into the first female Formula One lane. Juju Noda, daughter of former Formula One and IndyCar driver Hideki Noda has been in the hot seat with fast cars since she was three. In 2018, she set a new record finishing F4 at Okayama International Circuit, which escalated her to a Formula Three car. She was born fast and furious with a natural ability to feel the limits of her racing car while staying focused. 
She is touted to be the youngest race winner for Formula One at 18 years old, and she is not holding back. This girl is on full throttle. She's moved to Denmark to make her mark in the F1 Danish Championship, and oh, did she make an impression. She won the first race of the season, which caused quite a, quite a stir as two boyish rivals started a bumper car date with Juju, which left her bewildered in her European season. Come on, it's a co-ed race. Show some manners, boys. So in 2021, she is now in the US for her second season of the F4. And all I can say is, go girl, full speed ahead. Put that in your pocket. Okay, I'm off to the beach. Not the one with stingrays, of course. Bag rat out. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and kooky posts, follow us at Captain Bagrat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and we do, please support us with likes and shares. If you're really digging Captain Bagrat, it does cost us a bit to produce, and we really appreciate donations and in-kind contributions via Patreon or however you like. I mean, we will never say no to be a sponsorship. Your support will bring us one step closer to having our own TV show one day and to live broadcast it from the heart of downtown Chinatown. Solid.